Okay, Elena, I think there's going to be a lot of cussing in this episode. Sweet. Like a lot. Yes. And that's okay. So, fuck via, yeah. Via, oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to So Taco. Two side hustles in a microphone. With So Bonita and Taco Gear. That was a serious warning. So, if you yes. guys are, li- I, I think the people. If you're that- on your way to daycare mm-hmm. to drop off your kids, turn it off. Turn it off. Put Listen on some Spotify. Later. Clean Spotify. Clean Spotify. Because we're on Spotify too. That's right. <laughs> okay. And this guest is on Spotify as well. I think. Yeah. Right? You can just say yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Let's just, let's just jump right into it. By the way, if you don't know who we are, even though it's in the intro, my name is Gerald Flores with Taco Gear. And I'm Elena Flores with Sobonita. She's my wife and we run uh, two online brands. And this is our podcast about side hustle life and all that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And this is season four, the season of guests. So thank you for joining us. Um, let's just get right into it. This let's next guest, guest number two of season four, <clears throat> has been performing comedy since I would say 2011. Since 2011, 2012, he won Last Texan Standing in 2015. He joined the Latin Comedy Jam Tour. He got to tour with all kinds of people like Paul Rodriguez. He founded the Vatos Locos of Comedy. He also got to tour with um, the comedic rapper, Chingo Bling. And if you guys don't know who that is, you just need to look him up. He's also got his own podcast called The Original Gordito Podcast. And you can catch him this weekend at the second annual Brujaha Festival in Corpus Christi, which is basically a comedy and beer festival. Ladies and gentlemen, Javi Luna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. I'm sorry. I just, I feel gangster right now. <laughs> I feel gangster that y'all had to give a disclaimer before I'm on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Everybody calm down. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm NWA right now. Yes. Like, like, like parental advisory. Explicit lyrics. We Javi Luna about to be on this <laughs> ish right now. I'm going to like try not to cuss now because I'm like, I'm like going to, no. I'm going to be good. Cuss. Cuss. Make yeah. it worth it. Yeah. I'll make it's, it count though. I'm not, I'm not okay. going to be gratuitous. How about that? Okay, good. Yeah. Because I don't want to scare off your listeners. <laughs> yeah. Because y'all are like, we're going to positivity. And we're going to teach you how to, how to grow your business. I'm like, hey, fuck that shit, man. <laughs> You, you're like grow your business but 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 fuck it you gotta <laughs> shake shake these fucking haters off you know what i'm saying <laughs> that <That's> too <funny. laughs> do we really sound that way about our podcast no, like, i love it I, yes like, y'all are very positive yeah y'all are positive even when y'all are talking about the downside of it and i'm just like but you know that's just like part of the journey <laughs> of of running your side hustle and i'm like fuck yeah man like i need to be reminded of that sometimes <laughs> That's funny, man. Well, thank you for joining us, dude. I appreciate it. Um, it is seven something in the PM when we record know. this. So um, there's there's a whole lot that we can talk about. But I think uh, sure. one of the things that I want to ask you about, and I think it's kind of getting into the. Um, we can go the whole route of how you got started and all that. And I am interested in that. And I've heard a lot of it because of the taco chair episode yes. that he did. I'm going to plug it because it's mine. <laughs> yes, the taco chairs. Those y'all that saw me on that. Since then, I've lost two hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, Why'd you congratulations. Laugh? Sorry, they, this one's not a video, so they don't know. That's like true. they could. You look great, dude. They, yeah, they don't know. Look great. That's, that's the case. They could be like, like, you know what? I thought he sounded smaller. <laughs> he he sounds sound, smaller. He sounded like he wasn't laboring to breathe quite as much. His, a little bit. His smile sounds skinnier. Yeah, sounds skinnier. <laughs> oh my you god. sound skinnier. 
<laughs> I actually got that compliment one time, uh, like when I was because I've always been big. Mm-hmm. I was I remember like in school you used to somehow end up talking to uh, like a friend of like, hey, you call my homegirl, like whatever. Because they said you were fat. You don't sound fat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like she had never seen me before, and I was like, "Oh, well, thank you." Like, that I don't sound fat, but they said I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! I clearly was. Like, fat has never been an insult to me. Like, if you call me fat, I'm like, oh, "Yeah, fucking no shit!" Like, you thought I didn't know? It's like it's it, a surprise. Isn't it funny how it's it's just a fact? Like at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. At some point, they're just it's, giving it's you a, facts. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You, you observed that correctly. You have two eyes and a nose. Yeah, like I sure do. Thank you. Welcome. Okay, so I, th- I think, because um, this podcast, you know what it's all about, and we try and, I think my, one of my goals for, one of our goals for this season is um, everyone that we have on, there's definitely stuff that people can learn from, mm-hmm. even like, not. I'm sure that like when we talk about your story and the things that you've done yes. and how you're doing it, there's things that other people can learn to apply to whatever the hell they're sure. doing. But so, I think ter- being terrified yeah. is, I think, one of the things that I, because I, I feel like what you do is so terrifying to so many people. Yeah. Yes. Getting on stage and getting in front of a mic. Can you talk about how scary that is or how it was? Um, You know what? I, I'm not going to, this isn't, I think I've, when I got into comedy, it, there was nothing really scary about it okay. for me. I'm, I'm very comfortable on stage. I always have been. I grew up in, in a uh, environment where uh, I went to uh, a fine arts academy here in town. So getting on stage, doing monologues, mm-hmm. being in plays, stuff like that was was part of life from a very young age. So so even in my own business life, I always applied that. Like, there's no fear. If you tell me to get up and I have to get in, a, in front of a room of 100 people and talk for 30 minutes, I'll do it. I can, I can, I can bullshit for that long. I'm not wow. saying it's going to be great, but I can bullshit. <laughs> like... You know. Yeah. So okay. So then, well, that's awesome. What do you say to the people that that are like, oh, I've always wanted to do it, but I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that part. I mean, there's gonna be some nerves. Like I said, so so fear and nerves aren't the same thing. You should be, you know. Uh, so any, you've got to do it because mm-hmm. as soon as you get the first laugh, you know, then that instantly melts away, and that that's what you then strive for so even then in the lows and the bombs you're like yeah but i want to get back to that right that laugh yeah. that felt great <laughs> you know so so the downs just make you want the highs even more mm-hmm. can you tell me you can know? you talk That's a little a bit point. a little more about what that feels like to actually make that many people laugh it, it's uh it's exactly what i said it's a drug mm-hmm. and it really it really is to 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 have a, a, a just something that originates just as a thought in the back of your 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 brain and we all get them Mm -hmm. you know where we just kind of make ourselves chuckle you know something happens and we it's not even something we said it's just something we thought yeah and we go (laughs) you know that's funny because um nick our 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 guest from last Mm -hmm. week also said that when he does does runway shows when he's finally that final product it's such Mm -hmm. a high for him yeah so it's funny how we're all like different creative spaces Mm -hmm. and creative roads but the high is still the same yeah you know, yeah. of being able to be that successful. Definitely. I think for any, and, and y'all use the word creatives and I love that word. Uh, and, you know, but I think it's a more, much more uh, safer word than artists, right? Because artists, when we call ourselves artists, it feels kind of pompous. It you, can, you know, yeah. You know, I'm an artist, you know, uh, but it's what we are. <laughs> uh, we're, we're artists and 
the greatest high is to know that the, whatever you created is being appreciated. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Right. In, in yeah. some way, because then it's because we don't know. Right. We don't know. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, low, low self-esteem that goes into it where it's like, I, I made this thing and I don't know if anybody else is going to get it. They're going to like it. Are they going to want it? Right. Mm -hmm. And then when, when they do, they're like, oh, my God, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. not as weird as I thought I was. <laughs> Like that thought that I had at 2 a.m. totally made sense to this yeah. room full of strangers. They got it. That's so, funny, man. So it's just like that. And with stand-up, that's what it is. It's just constant validation of like, hey, I'm not weird. It's funny. <laughs> like, it's not weird if it's funny. <clears throat> Can you talk about, um, to, to shift it to a whole different direction? Sure. Like uh, your worst experience on stage. If, I, you, if you had one. Sure, sure. I have two. Oh. I have two. One, I'm going to give the traditional answer, the safe answer, and be, because, I, because like you, you put put it on me that your your uh, your audience has to learn something. So I'm the cautionary <laughs> tale, right? <clears throat> the the safe answer, the radio answer. I, I was, said one. I was like less than a year into doing comedy, and I had uh, I was fortunate to start getting work very early on, more more early than than a lot of comics do. And uh, I was doing the show out at, at a naval base. <clears throat> here uh close by in kingsville and when i was coming back um this bar reached out to me it was out because the way algorithms work it's just you, your stuff starts popping in up when you're closer to somebody else and they were like hey you you do comedy we'd love to have a comedy night here i didn't know the first thing about putting a comedy show together but you know i'm just coming off a great show i just got paid some money to do a show with, with a comic that i've looked up to for a while and uh I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll put a comedy show together, you, you know, and uh, bit off more than I could chew. And then look into the venue. I never, I never went in. They, they were in Three Rivers, which is like an hour and a half away almost yeah. from here. So I didn't drive out there. The guy was not very clear in his communication. First, he told me he was going to have a DJ and sound. And then he changed his mind and said, oh, I decided not to hire a DJ. You got to bring your own sound. And I'm like, I don't. I'm a comedian. I don't have sound. I'm not a musician. So then there I am day of trying to scramble. I show up. It's a hick bar. People just want to go out and two step and dance. Yeah. You know, you know, and the last thing they wanted to hear was stand up comedy. And I'm on stage, middle of my set, when I see my buddy David Cifuentes just giving me the the cut sign, you know, run, running running his hand across his neck like I'm like, What what what's going on? He goes, They said to get off stage. Wow. The, the show's over. Wow. Damn it. You know, so that's the textbook. Like, you know, to be told, like, hey, y'all suck. Get off stage. Like, just cut the mic. Show's over. Yeah. Like, in the middle of your set mm -hmm. was the, the, was the, probably a textbook low. But uh, my other low, I would say, was when I was during my, I went through a divorce a few years back. And, uh, and I was on I was on tour. I was on the Latin Comedy Jam tour. Uh, we were in New Silver City, New Mexico, and uh, so I still remember the town. It's a little no middle of nowhere town in New Mexico. We were out there, and uh, it, Latin Comedy Jam was a rotating cast of comics. We were all headliners, or that that was the cell, right? These are all headliners. It's funny, start to finish, mm -hmm. you know, no opening acts, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. we would rotate. But in comedy, we all know. The, the the guy that closes it out is is the heavy mm -hmm. yeah. you know so we were trying so i was still fairly new this is the first time they told me hey would you like to close it out tonight i said yes i would love to 
you know, and I'm on there with heavy, heavy comics. Roberto Rodriguez, Jerry Garcia, his HBO Latino special is just coming out this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, funny, funny guys. I'm like, yes, I want to close it out. And I get up there and I absolutely have a great set. I still have it on my phone. I still listen to it from time to time. <laughs> just to, But I remember when I walked off that stage, I didn't feel the high. I just felt even mm-hmm. because I was just in such a, a low, depressed state because of my my divorce and even though i was i was still making it a point to do what i loved it was just getting me bare, barely back to zero so so realizing that i let somebody take the joy out of what what brings supposed to make me the happiest which is creating right. and mm-hmm. sharing my art with people to to realize that that it can be it can be taken from you that quickly uh let you know be careful who you who you put that in in their hands who you trust with that you yeah. know because when, when we allow ourselves as artists to love we're giving the person complete power to take away the joy for for what we do yeah you that's know? heavy dude shit yeah i mean that, that's, <laughs> i think you learned something yeah. I mean, but that's also like who you let in your life who you yeah. let in your circle who you who you tell your deepest darkest goals like what you want in your future i mean that's yeah. that's applicable to everyone and i think after that I don't I, I not not to dismiss like anyone's feelings that they have mm-hmm. and how hard certain things are to get through. But I think um, I think when when you finally do get through it, I think I think there's um, there's a sense of control that you feel that you actually have. Like, hey, I actually have a lot more control over this than I thought I did. Right. And then you learn that for the next time that you have more control over that. And I'm, I kind of feel like it's relevant. And I really we were just talking about this with uh, Javi and I were talking about this in the kitchen. Um, I can't remember why we brought it up, but. That book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, that mm-hmm. I recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good book, but it's not necessarily talking about, it's not talking about like, fuck everyone and don't give a shit. Like, it's not talking about that. But it talks philosophically about a lot of really good things. But the, the example that I remember and I take away all the time is um, uh, Dave Mustaine, the founding member of Megadeth, the metal band. Very successful, very big, but he was kicked out of Metallica early on. And as successful as Megadeth is, millions and millions of dollars, records, all that stuff, they'll never be uh, one-tenth as successful as Metallica. And Dave Mustaine is, is very public about how that, like, that always bums him out, and he's very depressed about that. So you have all that. But meanwhile, he's, in, he's doing things that other people wish they, they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that, and then the extreme of that is, Elena, did you know that there was a, a member of the Beatles that got kicked out early on? Yeah, wasn't it uh, the, the drummer? Yeah, it was the yeah. it was the drummer. He got I don't remember his name. He got kicked out of the band, and he's fine. He like grew. He like got raised a family, normal dude, mm-hmm. loving life, very happy. Meanwhile, he could have been in the Beatles, but two completely different extremes. So just two totally different out, out outlooks. Well, on I think situations. at that point it's about perspective as well. Big it's time. like looking at the glass. Half empty or half full. Big time. So let's but, talk about some what. But going through something as um. Yeah. Oh, you can do whatever you want with that. Okay. <laughs> going, going through something as emotional as a divorce, that's big. Yeah, and it for is. You, and, and you had to mourn that, and you had to process it, and at the same time, go ahead, get on stage and make people laugh. Mm-hmm. That must have been really, really tough for you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it took a transition to 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 find. But then it, that ended up being my connection with a lot of people. My fan base grew a lot during that time yeah, because people it's were. Yeah, it was relatable. It was fresh. 
whether it was the best thing to do at the at the time or not you know uh talking about it on stage while it was fresh you're supposed to kind of leave some stuff to to kind of marinate a little bit on yeah. comedy they always say tragedy plus time equals comedy and i wasn't giving it the time i was talking about it in real time and and so i think it was a little bit raw you know and, and uh i've gone back and self-edited now now that i'm i'm past it yeah. you know but um but yeah, it's definitely. But I did find that that I was connecting with with a whole new, mm-hmm. just lane of people that kind of could relate to what. But that makes you I've very transparent yeah. as well, oh, yeah. and I think people really relate to that as well. So whenever Elena and I divorce, I'll talk to you. <laughs> exactly. Get some you know, tips. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, some, some people. If you never see it coming, it, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a train wreck. It really is. I, well, you know. Gerald. What's up? <laughs> What's up, wife number one? Now that we're here. No, this is actually an intervention. I'm actually a process server. Hey, here you go. Oh, You've shit. been served. Thanks for, the, thanks for the beer. Yeah. Or the Austin Eastsiders. I, I got to process her for a little bit when I was in college, like, uh, but it wasn't like big cases. It was just for doctors uh, getting called for like workers' comp cases, yeah. which wow. they hate. They're annoyed, but like they're not going to like... Like, I didn't have to hide or, like, dress. Like, it's not like... It wasn't for criminal cases. It was just for people to... It wasn't even for people getting sued. It was just for them to show up to testify. So it was, like, the third tier of <laughs> of process serving because I worked for a courier <laughs> company. and I, But I was really disappointed. I was like, do, do. so do I got to, like, be tricky? <laughs> like, do yeah. I get, like, a disguise or something? Do I got to pretend like I'm, like, flowers from Miss Flores? <laughs> Boom, here, bitch. Boom. Okay. <laughs> You've been served. <laughs> yeah, it's not as dramatic the movie as the movies made it out to be. Um, so our listeners don't know this, I'm sure, but um, Elena, you used to work at the state school. Yeah. And Javi used to work yeah. at the state school. Yeah, we worked together. We we're coworkers. Y'all tell yeah. me about that. Um. What do you remember about Javi? Was he on a different side? Yeah, he was in a different side, and he was in like in the investigative department, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and so him and um. Was he? John, 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 uh-huh. mm. John, is he still there? the musician? No, he's a yeah, the musician. Oh, okay. He was he was in he's in Dallas now. Uh, oh. He's out there rocking. He comes back to town a lot. He plays he plays. I just went to go see him at the exchange, and he did the shrimpery. So he still gets down here a bit. Oh, that's cool. Because his family's still down here, but he he moved he moved back, or he, he not back. He moved to Dallas. And okay, went back to another agency. Hmm. And then when I so that was like in two thousand, I left. 2012 yeah, yeah we got married 2012 and i think i left yeah. that october and then you were because so, i think we got hired around there. the same time i was still there you were a unit director mm-hmm. when i got mm-hmm. there uh and, and then I, when then i found out you, you were doing you were doing yeah. comedy i was like javi the investigative guy yeah yeah i definitely <laughs> i'm not i'm not the the go i don't tell people i'm a comedian when i meet them it's not the first thing that i I, yeah i'll lead with with one of my other more professional jobs uh normally in fact the other night i actually ran into one of y'all's podcast listeners one of y'all's, y'all's uh friends uh shout out to lauren mm-hmm. uh for, from the downtown management i don't oh. i don't think she's with them anymore but uh oh, okay but, uh, but i got to meet her and we were talking and uh and i was telling her you know i i, I do recruiting for this company and i teach these classes at night and all this and then somehow somehow we got talking uh somehow y'all came up i guess like that or somehow comedy came up and i mentioned comedy and she goes wait a minute were you on an episode of the taco chair (laughs) 
I was like, yeah, yeah, I was. She goes, you're the comedian? She was like, yeah. She goes, oh, my God, I wanted to meet you. And, you, you know. She didn't recognize you because of the weight loss. She didn't recognize me because of the weight loss. <laughs> I mean, or because she was in the back seat and I was in the front seat. And she's looking at the back of my head, you know. Oh, my God. Uh, so, That's so, funny, yeah. man. So Taco chair takes people places. It was cool. I've actually picked up two taco chair uh, really? watchers. Yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. That was um, the second time. So. Well, and like Javi was like, because he was, he is investigating things that happen at the state school. Like shady was, shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reports and stuff, um, accusations. Yeah, and, all that good stuff. And so he was always very factual. Like, okay, so what happened and at what time and who was witnessed and, you know, all this other shit. Oh, whenever so, you had to interact with him? Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, okay. the yeah. serious side. Oh, yeah, man. so I never just the facts, ma'am. But if exactly. You, but if you asked the people like in my little office, like I was just the worst in there. Like I was like, <laughs> see, I would have never done that because it was always all. Always, I was mm. the best of both worlds. I, I was I was Joe Friday and uh, whatever Tom Hanks character name. Was. <laughs> I was both. That's funny, man. Little Jekyll and Hyde there. Yeah, so I never got an ounce of of this guy's fucking funny. So that's why when when you heard he was a com- comedian, yeah, I was like, what? Like, no. Yeah. The, fact, the fact guy the one with the facts yeah people yeah. people just kind of found out like just little by little on a need to know basis they'd either show up to a show or or sometimes like one of the one of the floor workers would would wander into the club and then go back and tell you. a few people yeah and, and then that was it people just kind of just found out <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as it as it went jeez um yeah but wow. fuck that place <laughs> yeah, seriously, fuck that place. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys, someone to say that. Yeah, I'm glad she said it. Fuck that first. place. She left first, so she gets to say. I mean, it, it was first. good money, but uh, fuck she, that she place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, both of y'all left. Both of y'all left. So, all right. So, how did how did you start, and why did you start doing comedy? Uh, oddly enough, as we mentioned him already, uh, so he's gonna get a lot of love on this episode. Uh, John John Cortez is the one I attribute to getting me started because. We used to work together at Child Protective Services. Oh, okay, y'all go uh, way back. Yeah, so we go back that. even further than okay. the state school, and um, and he would always organize. Um, he would always organize fundraisers every year for uh, the Child Ad- Advocacy Center. Okay, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, the CAC, and um, and he was in charge of like the entertainment and yeah. stuff, and and uh, so. He would always tell me, come do some jokes. Because I was, like I said, in the office there, like in my, in our little group, our little pod area. Yeah. Like there I would relax. I'd let my guard down and, and cut up a little bit more. So they got to see the lighter side of me. He's like, you should come out and do some do some jokes about the bosses. Because I would always like send, <laughs> I would send like a little morning cartoon. Like every day <laughs> when I was in training about what we did the day before. The Javi Gazette. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the email list actually grew. I just like... <laughs> Like oh people were like, hey man, I heard uh, I heard you send out like cartoons of uh, like the bosses and stuff. Like, how do I can subscribe? I, how, yeah, how do I get? <laughs> well, I never got that email. How, no, no, this is a, this <laughs> oh, is a TBS. TBS. Oh, this TBS. is a TBS because we had tablets. This was back before tablets were a thing. Oh. So with with pins and we could actually draw. Oh, okay, so I would yeah. draw on there yeah. and, and was able to email it. Yeah, email or, it out. Dude. Um, so it was a new program. So. It, so that's what I did there. So he would tell me, come out and do some jokes. And I actually turned them down for for a, at least once or twice, two separate years. And Why? Why did you turn them down? Because um, I had a lot of respect for comedy. I grew up loving comedy. Uh-huh. And it was I just kind of had like, man, that's like we were talking earlier. It, it's really there's this 
it's this thing of where you're getting on stage and telling people, hey, shut the fuck up so I can talk for a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, because what I got to say apparently is so fucking important that y'all are, like, <laughs> trust me, like, shut up. You're going to fucking think this is great. You know, and it, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have to have a certain amount of ego to and, get up yeah. to, yeah. you know, and I always respected like guys like George Carlin or, or mm -hmm. joke writers like Ronnie Dangerfield and Mitch Hedberg. And it's like, man, these thoughts, they're just taking these things that we all think and twisting them and, and making them into this, this beautiful thing that we just laugh at. They're not even doing anything. They're not jumping around on stage. They're not dancing. There's no song. There's no magic to it. It's just words. That yeah. they're, and they're controlling everyone's emotions, you know, yeah. uh, putting them in, in concert. And so I always was like, uh, I, I'm, this is a different funny. Mm -hmm. Like, I always knew, like, there was a sense, like, there's one thing about making your friends laugh. There's something different about making a room full of strangers laugh. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I can do that. So I didn't. Like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, so he would always ask me. And then uh, fast forward to a couple years later, uh, my mom is actually sick. She's, she's, she's on her way out. And, um, and he asked me. Like, out of the blue. And it was a really weird request, given what I was going through, because it was another dark period in my life. And uh, and I was like, you know, I just, I was tired of talking to doctors and explaining to my family what was going wrong, what was happening, you, you know, because uh, it was, you know, diabetes and kidney failure. It's just really catastrophic. Mm -hmm. and, and everything just starts shutting down and going right. haywire. So if you've ever seen it, it's an, it's an ugly thing. And... Um, so, so it became this, so I said, yes. And then I was like, but if I'm going to do it, I got to practice. I got to prepare. And I knew enough about comedy to know you don't prepare in front of a mirror or by recording yourself, you got to get in front of the people because it's a conversation. I knew enough about it to know that. So I was like, so he invited me out to, to open up for, to perform during his breaks, um, at the house of rock. Uh -huh. It was April 1st, 2011. That's my comedy birthday, April Fool's day. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. My my wife at the time, she went. My my cousin, who's one of, like a sister to me, her and her and her boyfriend at the time, who's one of my best friends from high school, um, came out. And that was it. That was it. Went up there, had to have get me a couple beers in before I could actually get up there and and, <laughs> and do it because I was nervous. And uh, and from there, I was hooked. Yeah, people, people laughed. I was like, man, they, they thought what well, like I don't know these people. They don't know me. They thought it was funny. How do I how do I get this high again now? Now it's like you're you're hooked instantly. How do I get back to it? So I re reached out to uh my buddy David Cifuentes, now passed at the time. Uh he was just starting to do open mics here in town. We would go to Revolution on Sundays. And I asked him, where, where do you go? And he told me, Revo on Sundays, also rock on Tuesdays. Then that's where we practice. That's where we do open mics at. And so I started. That was really the the ball rolling. Of I was hooked. As soon, like I said, as soon as, and then right away it jumped to people to you know ask me how long you've been doing it for. It's like ah, oh, it's my like my fifth time. They're like no, you've been doing it longer than that. So so the first couple of years I always, I always went through that. People always thought that I had been doing it longer because like I said, I just kind of came from a background of of just get up there and bullshit, which is which is fifty percent of my act if you've ever seen it. It's, it's you know. <laughs> You know, I, I, I got like a, you know, I have a jazz background. I played in jazz band background. Like Did I, you really? Yeah. So, so, so the way I look at my set is like, I know the changes, but where I put the notes and when is up to me tonight, mm -hmm. you know? Cool. So, so I have a general order. I know 
I never know what joke I'm gonna end on. I have I have at least about I have I'd say I've tried to figure it out. There's probably about at least seven different ones that that I will end on depending on the length of the set. I kind of have an idea like oh I'm gonna end up around here. Uh, this this joke's a strong enough joke to 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 give the final note. Yeah. What? Jazz. Yeah. All right. That's what I. That's why I'm taking away from this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. N- no. But, but that. That's great. A lot of you know fascinating that a lot of people overlook that there's a huge relationship between comedy and jazz because, comed the first comedians were they were the ones that opened up the show for the or the jazz this bands. Is true. Oh well, yeah. yeah. You look at Scarface yeah. and you see like that comedian yeah. back there. Yeah. Exactly. That's Scarface. that's where that's, that's your reference. Whoa. That's where Stop where it. the term stand up came from, right? Because it's it's a. It, it's a, it's a cool hip way of talking. Hey man, that guy, he's a stand up guy. Mm. It's not from standing. The fact that you're standing up talking, like he's <laughs> a cool cat, man. He's a funny cat, man. He's a stand up guy. What? That's very cool. No. That's cool, man. No, that's shit. I didn't know. I'm learning all kinds of stuff man. about how. What did you play in jazz? I was a saxophonist. What? Wow. Yeah. The sexiest instrument? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, man. It's was... real La La Land up in yeah. this bitch. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I was in South Texas, man. So it wasn't even, you, you know, if you knew how to play some Fito Olivares. I love Fito. <laughs> that is funny. I didn't know that. Do you, so what do you think of that movie, Whiplash? You seen Whiplash? I'm not. What is <gasps> Whiplash? Whiplash is with, the, what's his face? Um, ah, Miles. Um, Teller. Miles Teller and. The bald guy who was in the. Insurance commercials, State Farm, State State Farm, Farm. commercials. Can I can I look it up? Yeah, yeah you can totally look it up. Or t- it's sure. basically the the writer and director of La La Land. Okay, it's his movie. Damien, his name, mm-hmm. right? Okay, it's his movie, and basically, it just it's a fucking hardcore movie about jazz drummer. He's a jazz drummer and just basically it's, goes through. And the soundtrack is amazing. Goes through hell. He completely it, goes through hell. It's from when? Like, is it new? No, like two years ago, three. No, years ago? it's like five or six years ago. So newish. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah. consider anything within a decade is still Thank okay. You. Well, then it's relatively new, new. relatively because in, in, in the history of cinema, right? Is it an old movie? Yeah, it came out in the eighties. <laughs> it's like no fucking Casablanca is an old movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's just a an eighties movie. Yeah, no, I I so all right, man. I'm learning all kinds of stuff about Javi. So when we come back, oh, and even me just saying that, I get to actually play my music that Elena hates. I don't yeah. hate it. We should have put some Fito on here. What? <laughs> anyway, la, ga- la gallina. <laughs> yeah. Don't you don't you just want to dance, Elena, with this? No. It's El Wapo's birthday. Anyway, we when we it in every podcast. It's El Wapo's birthday. <laughs> it is El Wapo's birthday. When we come back, I have some questions for Javi, okay. specifically about Chingo Bling. Okay. And I heard one of your podcast episodes where you did not like Ocean's Eight, so I have some <laughs> questions for you. <laughs> Why do you hate women? Why do you? <laughs> Yeah, we're going to find out all that stuff. Why you hate women when we come back. (laughs) Hey, everyone. This episode is brought to you by me, So Bonita. I started this brand in 2014 out of my love for my Mexican-American culture and all that it embodies. I create everything from hand-sewn bags, crafts, t-shirt designs, and so much more. I'm obsessed with color, pan dulce, and of course, chisme. This whole journey has been a life-changing experience, and I'm having a blast. Check out all the fun we're having at SoBonita.com. (laughs) 
And we're back, everyone. I think I kind of fucked up that intro, though. I think I hit record, too. Whatever. It, it is what it is. We're back. Elena, we're ba- you're supposed back. to welcome everyone when we come Welcome back. back, everyone. Thanks for not calling them bitches. Bitches. <laughs> bitches. This is, this, is, this is the parental advisory episode. Fuck, bitch. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. So we actually had a... 10-minute conversation off the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. Yeah, we probably should have recorded some of it. That's okay. I think the important takeaways for me were, uh, Javi, you need to watch Friends from College. Yes. Elena hates The Office. I hate The mm-hmm. Office. Gerald loves Frasier. Yeah. Briefly. Do you like Frasier? Have you seen I Frasier? liked Frasier. I, I don't, I'm not the rerun See? Frasier. Oh. Like, I've tried. I, like, I know people that, that still watch it when it's on to this day. No, nope, I got it the first time. <laughs> like, first two times. Like, I think I, I watched some of the reruns, but, like, it's 20 years past. Like, no. Thank the you. The show's good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. What, shows, it. what shows would you, would you binge? Like, like just let play. Um, I don't really do it with shows too much. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say probably Office was probably the closest because my wife re- recently watched it for the first time. So... I watched it with her, mm-hmm. uh, but not with. Oh, you know what I rewatched? I watched twice. I watched Breaking Bad twice. Yeah, Ooh. so good. Um, I've watched House of Cards so twice, good. except the last season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you know, they 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 gave her a shitty story. They line. sure did. Big time. Yeah. Big time. You know, um, so that wasn't her fault at all. Yeah. it should have been a better show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have kept it. It should have been a better ending, for sure. She's still hot. Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, hello. But, uh, but her talent first, Gerald. <laughs> Which is Respect what I... Okay, women. you have to... You, it's it's okay you, to call them beautiful, but you have to say every other positive thing about them fuck first. This. If it was me and Javi on say, this look, podcast right now... She's really smart, okay? She's talented, she's fashionable, and she happens she to be smoking hot. She is fashionable. I don't like being ganged up on. <laughs> Check your privilege, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Javi. People don't. People can't see. He's winking at me the whole time. Because <laughs> I had to. Because you were like, he doesn't like Ocean's Eight. <laughs> Ever since you lost all that weight, you've just been different. <laughs> I have, man. It changes people. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk. Well, fuck it. Okay. I can't believe y'all don't like binge shows. Let me tell you what's on my rotation. I do. I do well, movies. I'm binging right now. I do movies. I'll, I'll watch. I, I I, I, I've seen Days and Confused oh, yeah, well yeah. over 100 movies times. For sure. karate, yeah. I re- shows, rewatched no. um, Game of Thrones prior to the last season. Yeah. So I re- did, you, did you watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay. You're fine. Um, I'm watching right now Orange is a New Black because the new season's coming out. Still haven't. I, I, I'm on the fence about it. I, I don't know if I've gotten too far like past the the height of its peak to, to well, enjoy it's I don't about know. to finish so okay. i mean it's good so probably <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah i don't know but I, like yeah. i don't i don't he watches like er from the beginning like oh, 2001 years wow. but can i tell you yeah. why though i'll go back to like old old shows like i went back and watched wonder years thank you every single episode but it became like a like it was, like it was it was new like, to you like i'm like, like i gotta yeah. do this yeah because it was so long yeah. and then seeing it through adult eyes because it was popular oh, i was a kid true. when it was popular mm-hmm. and to go back and and see it uh, as an adult like looking back you kind of yeah you catch some things so during the day i, I watch movies all day at work mm-hmm. or i watch something so in my big screen on the very so, top so corner, your boss doesn't listen no uh, she oh no yeah ping pong t- you worked like a like a little i work at a cool place mini google <laughs> 
Cor- Corpus's Google. Uh, yeah, you stopped by a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So he, um, so I always have something playing, but it doesn't mean that I'm 100% paying attention to it. Uh-huh. So I like to th- binge things. So in my rotation binge is that's right, ER, mm-hmm. uh, Friends, mm-hmm. Frasier. I've also done uh, I've done Cheers twice. Okay. Um, I've also done I did the Wonder Years once. Um, I did Ready Perfect Strangers. Okay. Because that shit was on. It was on Netflix. It was on Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Did Family Matters. Probably a mistake. <laughs> I think I should have done that one. Yeah. Um, but then uh, The Newsroom on HBO did that one. So good. Fucking love that show. Okay. Anyway. That, that, that's the one with, uh, um, with Harry. Jeff, yeah, Jeff yeah. Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. I was saying Bridges. I was like, that's not right. It's not Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's a good show. It seemed good. It was one of those ones that I wanted to watch and then never. Same thing with Breaking Bad. When I saw just the little teaser for it, mm-hmm. like after whatever they ran, the, I was like, I'm going to watch that show. And then I didn't watch it for. Like I was like, did that show ever start? People were like, yes, it's like one of the biggest shows <laughs> it's so good. ever because I don't have a lot of screen time. So yeah. so I was like, oh, really? And it wasn't, I had to get in a car wreck to watch Breaking Bad because I was laid up for like two weeks. I had a fractured ankle. Dang. And so I was like, well, uh, guess I'm going to watch that, that uh, meth show. <laughs> and then I was hooked. So nice. I was caught up in time for like the last. That's one two, of my favorite shows. It's so good. If you ha- if like. You should. The reason you should probably do the newsroom is because there was only three seasons. Okay. And it's uh, ten episodes, ten episodes, and six episodes. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's really good. It's really good. I think you would really enjoy it because it's kind of a. It's it's just so it's genius. humorous. It's well the well the right. It's really fast paced because it's, it's um, clever. Yeah. Very, very clever. Seems clever. Like yeah. people would never talk that way. I, yeah. I love that. I love that style of writing. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, of pro, uh, Amy Sherman Palladino, you know the name. Mm. Uh, you you know you know the product because it's Gilmore Girls. Okay, uh, is it her her main main one, and she she's the creator and a lot of the early episodes writing. And I love that Gilmore Girls style of. I've never seen it. Yeah. You never watched Gilmore no, Girls. I've never seen. Oh it. yeah, I totally white girl out to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> like I get me a, I get me a half calf. Latte, you know what I'm saying, and, and and you know, and yeah, I put on my fuzzy socks and I watch Gilmore Girls. That's my, that, that's my white girl out, dude. And I, I love it because it's exactly what you said. The conversations, people don't talk like that. They don't talk at that speed. They don't. They they will come back. Not every line is so witty. Witty, yeah. And it's great. And she's also she's also the creator of. Uh, if you have have y'all seen it. Uh, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I love yeah, Marvelous yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Maisel. Same, the same. She's the re- part of the <gasps> reason why that so show is so good. great. It's just so. Oh. Yes, have you, you, know, you haven't seen that, right? It's I a, saw one episode on, of people. Is it on seen Amazon one. or Hulu? Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of of old uh, old school Billy Crystal, which I think is most one of the most underappreciated legends. He's up there, but you have to always remind them people how freaking great. Billy Crystal is and was, mm-hmm. you, you know how how many times he hosted the Oscars, yeah, you, you, yeah. you know, and um and he's fucking great and he, but he had that style of like he had a response for everything and it was never out of out of sync it was always it was always at the right time at the right speed you know with it, the right it seemed like effortless yeah exactly. I did wow. not know that she was the same writer mm-hmm. of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Mm. You'd like the the Marvelous Mrs. 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 Mrs.
Never nobody, saw Dawson's nobody Creek. Nobody watches Never Dawson's Creek. Never saw Dawson's Creek. He's the only one that watches Dawson's Creek. Nobody watches that. That's, right. that's the one with Mighty Ducks, right? No? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. The It's got the famous meme of Mighty Ducks Marcy, well, It's the one with Mighty Ducks and Varsity Blues. That's right. That's that's how Mexicans do. We always just <laughs> refer to the... Hey, it's, it's fucking Karate Kid, man. Like, well, yeah. Actually, his name's Ralph Macho. No, fuck it, dog. Yeah. That's Karate Kid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's funny that you say Gilmore Girls because mine's probably worse. But I think I've said on a podcast before. Let me paint this picture for you. Sophomore year, Gerald, he's got a backpack that has a bunch of fucking band patches on it, Metallica, yeah. Slipknot, all that bullshit. Okay, right? okay. I have a little chain wallet. I'm probably wearing some not too cac, not too wa- baggy, but not tight Jinkos. Okay, mid Jinkos. That's wow. right. Uh, I think I had like the the seashell Adidas. Toe shoes or whatever. Nice, nice. Not mad at you for those. No. So, oh, but did you like draw on them with like a no? I did sharpie. Not. My or mom would have got mad. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I did not. So that's Gerald going into uh, one of my science classes, and in front of me are girls I would never talk to that were very uh, well off. Right. And um, they would always talk about Dawson's Creek because mm-hmm. uh, it was new. Yeah. And they didn't know that me behind them also watched Dawson's yeah. Creek. Yeah. So a lot of the times I would really want to jump into these conversations, you wanted, but, <laughs> but, but it, it would ruin the image, man. I couldn't. And then, we, and then, uh, I'm like, Oh my God, you believe what Joey said to Pacey or something? Is that the, those are the days, right? I think yeah. you did watch it. No, I didn't watch it, but I just, I just remember that for, for some reason where that came from. I've yeah. never, I remember the hardest, the hardest one. The last thing I'll say about it is, um, and I'm, if I'm spoiling shit, y'all, whatever y'all, if y'all haven't seen Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek it's come on, it's Creek spoiler. It's been 50 years. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, Dawson's dad died in an episode. Oh shit. He was driving a truck listening to, I was going to uh, watch it till you said that. Like, this just sounds like a downer now. <laughs> Fuck that. He was listening to Dobie, Dobie, Dobie Gray drift away. That old song. Oh yeah. Before like it got bad. Yeah. Like, all the remakes. He was listening to that song and just got in a wreck. It was like, that was it. And it was like out of nowhere. And I remember like, <gasps> so devastated. And that had led to the famous James Vanderbeek right. meme of him crying. Did they do like the whole, did, because uh, I, like I said, I never watched the show. Did they do that whole thing where, where they tease it? Like in a tra- trailer, after this episode, <laughs> things will never be the same in Dawson's Creek. No. And it is like flashing and like one of these people won't be around. <laughs> which, which one? And is it is like a third tier character. Like he's like, oh, it's just, it's just the it's just the butler. The guy. lawn he's guy coming. died. The lawn guy died. Uh, no, dude, it was literally out of nowhere. Death I, comes to Dawson's <laughs> Now that I think about it, like maybe he did some shit and got kicked out. Uh, right now, I don't know. But I remember like going back uh, to school the next day in that class. So fucking hard to keep quiet because I was totally feeling all the shit they were saying about the show. Anyway, you wanted to chime in, yeah, but I didn't. I I, I stood my ground. Mm. Oh. I waited uh, twenty five years to say never, it on a podcast. Never know, bro. You could that could have been a misconnection right there, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I could have a you, whole different life. You could have had like that whole like Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, <laughs> like connection. Like, oh my God, there's just such a softer side to him. Oh. Like, he's not just baggy, semi banky jinkos and that's right. Let band me, patches. Let me let me take her earring and put it on my ear. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway walk uh, out to the football field and give a fist pump boom yeah i could do that all right all right Javi, i have a question for you yeah. so um i don't know at what point in your career uh because i do feel like you're still you're still a very humble person what i don't point, know what point at what point do i start calling it a career 
Sure. Okay. No. Or or no. Or were you like, "Fuck, that's awesome that I did that." Like, is it is it when you tour with Chingo Bling? Is it what is it? What's that it, moment? It, it's all of it. It's all of it. You had you you. Uh, what I was talking, I don't know. Remember if we were talking about it on the podcast or, or in the kitchen now because it's all starting to blur together. <laughs> um, but uh, it's that thing of always having to go back and remind yourself that that you're further than you were. Mm-hmm. At, at this point last year, even if you don't feel like it, you, you are, you're, you're you grew and yeah. you're someplace that, that somebody else would kill to be. Yeah. They wants to that's be great. So, so you gotta, that's where you gotta celebrate your successes. Cause that's reminding yourself like, this is exciting. This is new, you know, and you don't want those nerves to go away. It's still, you, you know, so, so all of it getting, getting just, the high of just getting paid for the first time to do comedy, getting asked to go do it out of town for the first time, getting to form a theater show for the first time, you know, uh, working with Paul Rodriguez, you know, or, you know, Carlos Mencia, you know, people that, that I grew up watching, you know, is, is exciting. And, and Chingo's definitely in, and he's definitely one of those moments that was like, you know, I still kind of remind remind myself, you know, that that this guy I was I was listening to his music when I was in college. I was a fan. You mm-hmm. know, I loved parody music. I you mm-hmm. know, I love the old school Cheech and Chong stuff, and I loved Adam Sandler back in the day, and and uh, and, and so when he, when he came along, I was like, this is kind of cool because he's doing what they were doing, but he's also applying. You know, he's from Houston, which is close to South Texas. You know, basically South Texas, you know, between South and East. And uh, so it's like, but it's for me. It, yeah. It, you know, so it was yeah. relatable. So I was uh, definitely a fan of his before before uh, ever working with him. And then sometimes it, it is still a trip to think like, man, I have such easy access to this person. That This person listens to what I have to say, you know, and he'll call me and ask me for advice on a joke, you know, <laughs> and and you know and we write together and we run jokes by each other and and that's definitely a daily reminder like wow like if you would have told me eight years ago that this was going from hey come tell some jokes at a fundraiser to Mm -hmm. uh you know now i i work you know on on an almost daily basis with with chingo bling you know is it's a trip that's pretty cool so definitely celebrate the small victories and Definitely. the big victories. There's, there's something. Yeah, exactly. Now, don't let it go to your head like, oh, my God, hey, I, work with, uh, I work with this guy and this guy. But it's like, yeah. realize, like, hey, man, like, like, like I got here. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm further than, than, than where I'm at. So then maybe wherever you're going doesn't seem like it's quite so far away. Right. Like, well, if I got here, I, I can go further. I can go a little further. Yeah. I love it. That's you know? awesome. Good stuff. Very cool. From a nationally recognized Javi Luna comedian. Nationally, <laughs> nationally recognized, nationally touring. <laughs> Seen in comedy clubs and colleges. That, that's, by the way, I'm going to give some behind the scenes there. If they ever tell you that about a comic, they ha- it means they haven't been on TV. That's the credit that we, that we get. <laughs> Seen in comedy clubs and colleges across the country. <laughs> means no one's put them on television yet. <laughs> um, hey, Side note. So Jerry Seinfeld doesn't do colleges anymore and hasn't for years, right? Yeah, but why would he? Like, let's be honest. Like, he doesn't have. Like, he doesn't have. He's one of those comics that he doesn't have to travel. Mm-hmm. He could just. He could just do the Celine Dion thing. That's and, where he is. Like, yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. Like, come to me. 
you know, yep. which is great. Because, like, Steve Trevino, who's a great comic here from the area, uh, and done great things and Showtime specials and Netflix specials, and, and the guy's just absolutely killing it on social media now. He was the one that explained to me this. He goes, realize they don't pay us to go on stage. They pay us to travel. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we would do, we would all do this for free. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we love it that much. Like it's seriously a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they pay us for the 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 shitty flights and and the crappy hotel rooms and the all the all the you know open mics that you did that made you want to pull your your hair out. Yeah. And and the getting ass kicked off stage and you know and losing marriages and relationships and friendships along the way that's what they pay us for you know and and, uh, and so yeah he doesn't so so for a comic to get to the level where i don't have to travel anymore people come to me it's not i think it like i'm trying to say it's not just a political correctness i'm not gonna do college well you don't want to do colleges <laughs> yeah like no, i'm not gonna do it because they're too politically correct and they're censoring comics he's not a dirty comic he doesn't he's not gonna piss anybody off but mm-hmm. hey man just say I don't. I don't want to travel to fucking <laughs> Penn State to to go. You know, no, that makes sense. To yeah. do a show, his shows and and we saw his posters all over Vegas. Yeah, on the. Uh, I'm trying to say it's, re- it's real easy to take a stance when it's something you didn't want to do anyway. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a it's not a boycott. Like, yeah. like yeah. oh, I'm not going to go to Ozfest. Well, I don't go to Ozfest, so uh, I'm never so we're good. anymore. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah, yeah. you were going to do that anyway, so it's not a boycott. I'm never eating kale again. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Exactly. I'm taking a stand. <laughs> Not eating kale. I don't eat kale at all. Um, so, okay. So, have, um, I have, before we get into uh, Ocean's 8. <clears throat> okay. I, thought, I was trying to run the clock out on that one. <laughs> um, so, I, I, uh, I, feel like, I feel like when, um, like we live in Corpus Christi, and I think this applies to. Um, I feel like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, you would have a good voice or something good to say. No pressure. About um, all the people that talk shit about the city they live in, because I think it happens a lot, and 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 I I feel like um, every city, no matter what, has the people that talk so much shit about it. But I think, uh, what do you think about all those people that talk so much shit about the city they live in? Um, I get it. I I I I, I get having that tortured existence with with the, the the place that you came from. You either love it or or, or hate it. And I get the people that hate it, but I think also sometimes it becomes an excuse for not achieving whatever your goals are. Mm-hmm. And and you those people that, that have always something negative to say about the town or whatever, it's not without its problems. Like no one's saying that. Right. But to fo- to focus on that all the time, normally when you dig a little deeper, you'll find that that there's a lot more wrong with that person's life there's something else that they're not happy with and they're just projecting it on to the city or to their neighborhood or to their family or their spouse you know it's just that that you know something's wrong and i need to blame it on something so yeah so the fuck sometimes the city gets it you 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 know uh there's no jobs for me here really there's no jobs for you here (laughs) none at all because because there seems to be a lot of people that seem to be managing (laughs) fairly well so what really look inward you, you know first before you before you're gonna shit on anything whether it be your town or your family whatever what have i done to make this situation any fucking different mm-hmm. you know and yeah. if you're not if the answer is nothing you know here here in, in front of me prime two two examples corpus is not known for being the most creative town but yet 
creative people exist and do wonderful things out of here. Your shows in, included people mm -hmm. like like Dusty and Clarissa Serna, mm -hmm. and and I'm I'm happy just to be a, a small part of that because co historically comics don't come out of here, mm -hmm. you know, and and it, it, and a lot of people have told me, you know, you got to move, man, you got to go to Austin, you got to go to Houston, you got to go to L.A. You get, you know, it's it's not gonna happen here. Well, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but I'm a lot further than I was. Yeah, that's right. You know, and if I've gone, if I've gone this far, staying right here, who's to say that I won't go a little bit further? Mm, I'm pumped. Take that to the bank. But you don't say bitches after bitches. that one. Okay. Bitches, bitches. <laughs> you have to say it for us. We can't say it. <laughs> bitches be hating. Yeah, I can't say it, or I get ganged up on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take care of it, guys. They're women. Unless Gerald. you're gonna give us like a pass right now, like, <laughs> then we'll say it. In which case, I'll do it. Um. All right. So I, th this next question, I only use it when I'm referring to guys. Because oh, I am good. from that, I'm from the West Side, so that like, what's a bitch? But like, it's like I've called more dudes bitch than see, and I, I refer ever. to everyone. Yeah, exactly. This is it's yeah. unisex for me. Yeah, Elena's talking about kids, <laughs> adults, <laughs> your family. Oh my, it's really confusing because she'll come up. Oh my god, I saw the cutest bitches today. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen them. Um. All right, we'll get into it. So, like, I want you to know where this question's coming from. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Ocean's Eleven fan, just like I'm sure you are. Mm -hmm. Ocean's Twelve, meh, Thirteen, yes. Um, so and uh, so much so that when Elena and I went to uh, our honeymoon in Vegas, the for the or not our honeymoon, our first anniversary, mm -hmm. I had to stay at the Bellagio. Mm -hmm. Couldn't afford it, but I stayed there. Okay, just because I wanted to. It felt amazing. Anyway, and for those of you that are listening, that's the first Ocean. Well, Ocean's Eleven was filmed there and all that great stuff. Right. So, um, Ocean's Eight comes out, mm -hmm. and uh, it's all female cast. Totally different. Let's see what happens. I watched it. Um, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best one, but I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Then I listened to this podcast <laughs> with, with <laughs> this, this guy. Podcast. This podcast with this guy <laughs> named Javi Luna. I think he's Tordo Chingo Bling and some stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, he uh, motivational speaker and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said on his podcast that he did not like that movie and there were some strong words that were said so, i just and now i have him here okay. in, in in our sure. in our office so yeah. gerald comes home he's like javi said he didn't like oceans <laughs> eight on his podcast and i was like what <laughs> so can you please explain yourself sir why you do not like oceans eight oh uh, um well first of all it's a safe room yeah safe room but i'm <laughs> here here's i'm gonna venture to say part of the reason that I don't like it is I don't even I don't even remember what I don't like about it. Oh, which means yeah. there's no, which means there was nothing memorable about it about that film. Mm. Like, you know, and I loved the other Ocean's movie. I love heist movies. Yeah, as in a general. genre. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. In general, Italian Job, The Score, <laughs> yeah. you know, all the Ocean's movies. Uh, I love the moving parts and the intricacies, and the, I love the sleight of hand and how they how they how they go back and and. More than I think it's really just great storytelling. And uh, this one was a letdown it, and as part of the franchise. And as far as like, the, you know, like I think the story was, was just really weak. Forced. Forced. You know, they were like, we have to make another one. And, and we want women to be involved in it, which is great, you know. And it, it's like, okay, but let that happen like naturally, you know. Uh, you know, it's it's the same. It's the same thing. It's like uh, like uh, make another enemy here. 
Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Okay. I was... It was different. I was not impressed with the whole, like, did we have to have the image of all the, like, female superheroes that have never interacted with each other ever before in any other way in this one shot going after Thanos? Because it feels forced. Very much the way companies, when they're advertising a product, go around their way to, to show, like, hey, man, we get it. We're, like... We're, we're, uh, you know, whatever. All the parents are sitting around talking about, hey, have you started, have you started planning for your your kid's college fun or whatever? And like the only person there, it's like, it's like the 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 black guy who typically gets stereotyped as as not financially responsible. Like, well, actually, I have, and he schools all, you know, it's like that reverse. Like, you don't have to force the statement. Like, let it happen naturally. And I felt like some of it was was forced. I get you uh, with that because. The whole thing of, okay, so he had this sister the whole time, but where was she? Like, you know, it, it was just the, the whole, you know, Danny died and this is his sister and she's a thief just like him, mm-hmm. you know. Or did he die? Yeah, or did he die? Or, you what? know, exactly, you know. Do you think a lot of that comes from um, maybe being so much of a fan that you're just kind of not maybe I might have had higher I might have had I mean you know I can definitely be honest about that I might have had higher expectations sure uh and and let's be honest you know to go back and look at it all, all of the movies got sequentially just a little bit diminished you know mm-hmm. one you know because there's only so many twists and so many turns and so many things you can do with these personalities it's like all the and, screams right that's why they kept adding a person like every time or like yeah. oh now this person's not there but this person's there because then you have that dynamic so they had already kind of, so so the rate of return just wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't there as the fan the longer the franchise goes like i was watching one of the mission impossibles you know mm. and it, it was kind of like they did the they you you get forced to you have to do something different but sometimes that out of desperation that something different you created is not good because mm. it's not natural. So how many times did they do the pulling off the, the face? Mask? Oh, right. To it reveal. was, it was a great trick in the first movie. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, like it didn't even look like a mask. And he just pulled his face <laughs> off. And, uh, and then they're like, okay, well this isn't impressive anymore. So this doesn't work. So now what do we, we got to do something different this time. Cause I get it. I get it. Elena, what you, uh, you got real quiet after that Avengers comment. Um, I'm just taking it all in. You she's, know? Taking, she's like, uh, you know, like, I fucking love that. Scene. You know, I think we don't need to release this episode, Gerald. Like, like maybe just I don't know. No, I get it. Just, well, tell, here's, here's, him, just tell him you forgot to hit record or something. Oops. Here's the thing. Oops. Like, Oops. like Gerald and I, like we'll go to the. I got movies. it. I got it. <laughs> we'll go to the movies really for entertainment, uh-huh. and so. Like, we'll go spend money on the fucking next Fast and Furious till Fast and Furious 15. Uh-huh. I know it's stupid. I think there's 15 scheduled to go out. I know it's bad out. acting. I know it's the same shit over and over again. Right. But it's fun. Or like the Expendables. That's yeah. just fun. It's stupid. It's stupid, but right. that's just fun. But 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 the expend. Okay, so to counter my point, the Expendables was always made to just be a ridiculous cast of badasses with a bunch of explosions and guns and, and they're water. old right. guys that was it they're old guys they're iconic actors and so when so Javi when like, Javi's disappointed notions eight it's for reason because of of, yeah. of of the the rest of them 11 12 and 13 so i get it and then when you and then like, like the avengers comment you made i understand that too 
But I think sometimes, like for me, I thought it was a badass scene to have. You know what? I was there. disappointed with that movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that scene was amazing. Um, Captain Marvel you know, getting punched. I, after I, well, she I, I think went through the I think just thing. with the, with right now the political climate, I just think it was it was empowering from a woman. Okay. But what what I was let down with that movie was it seemed like the whole movie we were waiting for Captain Marvel to be like this superhero, mm-hmm. and then she wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought we were waiting. People were disappearing <laughs> for, like, waiting for her to yeah, rescue. Yeah, she was. She was, should have been the answer. Yeah, well, and she, she wasn't. She powered through that hole, like she ripped that ship in half, mm-hmm. and then she gets punched by Thanos. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> that, like "What? That, that was her role?" Like, yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, there's be bigger. Better, better storytelling, and that for me, that's what a lot comes down to. This, yeah. like this story could have been told so much better. And right. As far as Ocean's Eight, if it would have been. The same. If they had tried to give this story to the original cast, I, I probably would have. This is dumb. The same. Yeah. This yeah. is dumb. You no one would. This is okay. There's a difference. You're, you're going from from uh, robbing a casino to robbing the Met Gala. Like yeah. okay, let me let me just. It's, it's why because they're women. Like and they can wear pretty dresses. Like that's why this makes sense. That's right. You sense? should be more why, upset about why this. Aren't they, just, why aren't they that. just robbing a bank? Like Here, or, let you me, know. Let me just like throw in. Or a fake bunny a little, ranch. A little estrogen in here. Okay. Please. So I don't have any estrogen. So I'm um, dying to be woke. I mean, the majority of these heist movies and these heist like robbers or whatever you want to call them are men. So uh-huh. that, with this movie was completely like smashing the patriarchy as far as that's concerned. Okay. Oh, we're gonna have some women that are breaking laws. Doing illegal shit. Doing some badass shit. Do, doing some shady yeah. shit. And they're going to fly under the wire. Why? Because they're women. They're right. totally taking advantage of this opportunity. I did like that part. I Now you're bringing it back. I like that part because no one's going to expect it. Exactly. Because women are used to being ignored and exactly. all, all that. I, I, I got that part. Like that, that, that I mean, part was good. I don't never. I don't throw every, the baby out with the bathwater. Like there's a good, there's good is parts. It, is it as good as the original? Uh, no, no, way. No. no way. No way. No way. But it was fun. I thought these women look sexy i thought all their outfits were amazing you know I mean, were you upset just... after you watched it that you would you regret watching it no i don't okay. regret watching it because because i love the franchise and you have to see you have you yeah ha- you have to, i feel like you if you if you're honestly a fan of something watch the sequel and yeah and 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 and, and see you know and it's really sad to see a, a formerly great franchise go by the way side like I'll, I'll case in point uh the american pie movies Oh, those movies are so the, stupid. No, the first one was great. Yeah. Yeah. And it might have been just because it came out at the right time in my life. I was a teenager and, and whatever. And that yeah. whole just raunchiness was just fantastic no. to me. It's great. The second one, okay, still kind of funny. But now they're like straight to DVD, straight to Redbox. Oh, yeah. all the like college ones. Yeah, and the, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. No. American Pie goes to band camp. You no, know, I've never or, seen or those. Or the Naked Mile, you know. <laughs> and it's it's just like okay, at some point, you know, you lost what was special. Yeah. About the original. About it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but so, they oh. did. They did to Ernest too. Motherfuckers. You know. Er, er, here's the old, go. Ernest goes to camp. Er, Ernest. Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to jail. After that, all trash. Boom. Straight. That's from Javi Luna. Well, you yeah. know, and it's kind of like, um, like Toy Story, which is completely different. Yeah, but this, I, I don't think one, they should be rebooting it. The fourth all. one is coming out this weekend, but it's with a whole new toy that's mm-hmm. handmade. Mm-hmm. It's forky or sporky. this weekend. Yeah, this coming yeah. weekend. Oh. They're forcing it. They're and, forcing it, man. And um, but I'd go see it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go see it because I loved the first three. Uh, yes, yeah. I don't think I've seen the third one. You, you know, oh, the third one was great. The third one was the perfect ending. 
I don't ever. Like, oh yeah, I remember. They, that one. they should have just left it. Was there the daycare? Yeah, where he oh. no, he he's going away to college and he's out growing the toys it. and he yeah. and he leaves them, goes and leaves them to to another little girl and I they're gonna get. They thought they were gonna get burned and trashed and it was a little dark. Yeah, it was oh, a yeah, little I dark. Like like, it. and then they they end up they get new life because now there's someone to appreciate them again. Yeah, you know, and yeah. play with them again. You know, and and that was a great image, and it was great for everybody that grew up with it. Yeah, you know? yeah. and they hold up. They hold up. The, those movies came out when I, I was still technically I was a, a kid. kid, a teenager, I don't or whatever, early movie. teens. You know, and my five year old still loves them. And they yeah. they 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 hold up. They're very they're very good. Yeah, Disney's great about that. So okay. it's not like to say. Say, well, I, I'm glad because I get to share this. Well, you could share the original ones with them, the good ones. Like yeah. now, yeah. you now you're gonna run this risk of now you're gonna what this is probably you know gonna be Buzz and Woody's last one. <laughs> and eventually, you're gonna phase them out because you know they're getting up there. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, you're right. The one thing that you were saying about the because I think like for American Pies, I saw the first one, the second one, I saw the wedding, which is the third one. And mm-hmm. then I saw the wedding one was probably the last semi decent reunion, which was the oh. fourth one. People oh, forget about that you're one, right? And then after that, or you're between right. that, there were all the stupid other ones. The, uh, I hate pro- Jason Biggs, and, and, and probably part of that was I think those movies came like I grew up exact like American Wedding came out right around as I was getting engaged. Yeah, like so, so it kind of like <laughs> it, it shadowed my life for a while. Yeah, you know, and American Reunion came right as I was getting to my thirties, so I was like right at their age. So those movies came out, you yeah. know, in chronological order with the different stages of life following them, mm. from where the most important thing is getting laid to the most important thing is getting married, and then yeah. you yeah. know, and then having a family and getting older and not be you know in that weird age of being thirty and and like I'm not young, but I'm not old yeah either you know it really is 30s is very awkward age which is why you know it, it it's always it's always a good topic for like sit, sitcoms and dramas and you got that friends from college you know i'm sure that addresses yeah yes some it's, of that also because it is an awkward age it's your se- it it's is. almost like your second puberty oh it, yeah because you're, you're like where do i fit in mm-hmm. to this yeah. yeah you know i'm nowhere near retirement age but I'm i, not a kid I don't want to be out in the club doing <laughs> that shit either i can't get that drunk because it yeah. hurts like, yeah yeah yeah, half of my friends are married and have kids, and the other half don't know what the fuck they want to do with their life. And yeah. yet, still, you know, it's just a weird age. I'm with you, Javi. I didn't get drunk when we were in Vegas at all this weekend. No, I yeah. didn't even talk either. about that. I didn't we just either. Came back from. As a Vegas. matter of fact, when we went out for my birthday dinner, I had one cocktail, and that was it. Yeah, I just couldn't. Over it, it was like a two hundred dollars cocktail. Just, it just hurts, and <laughs> and I don't want to do it. I, I was telling one of my Uber passengers the other day. I don't know what happened. I I look at old pictures. There's a picture of me doing a beer bong at my first wedding, uh, which probably says a lot about the the <laughs> marriage, the eventual fate of the marriage. Uh, <laughs> I, was, but I got hammered at my first at my first wedding, man, because that's where I was. I was twenty two, twenty three years old. So young, yeah. You know, so so young, and that's what that's what that was. What celebrating was to me. Mm-hmm. That's how you celebrate. You get drunk, you know. And yeah. now it's yeah. like, like now can we just have some dinner? Like maybe like a dessert. Yeah, yeah. You know? Can it be nice? Can I have a nice? <laughs> <evening>? Nice. <laughs> we were leaving Hell's Kitchen after my birthday dinner. It was already like midnight, and. Every, and prior to like we're gonna go to the club and we're gonna dance it up the club and we're gonna go to a, a bar dude everyone was like okay we're gonna go back to the hotel it's like yeah good night guys i'll see you all tomorrow like i'm done yeah i kept i kept Call saying me. like 
I know it's ten, but my body says it's midnight because that's the time that yeah that it is yeah. in central in central where I am. Anyway, so yeah, um, you've given us a really a lot of really good information. So yeah. much stuff for the listeners to hear. I don't need to ask you to end on any kind of words of wisdom because you've said a lot. But I do want to give you the, I do want to give you the opportunity. You've said almost too much. Actually. Yeah, too much. We're going to split this up into four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, do you have any? Do you have as a listener to our podcast? Do you have any questions for us that you've been wanting to ask us? I'm putting you on the spot, I guess. But oh, I I probably should, but I feel like I I bug, I bug you uh, a lot. I I message you when I have questions or when I have comments yeah. about the show. Uh, no, I'm just I'm want to say thank y'all for for doing what, what y'all do and 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 sharing sharing y'all story because that that's what these podcasts are 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 for. You know just to give people just a kind of glimpse of of, yeah. of the creator you know and and to be created to be appreciated for something else so i definitely appreciate y'all sharing y'all's knowledge and y'all's experience and kind of y'all you know what y'all's narrative as as creators is thanks man so, i appreciate thank that you. not really a question but just no no no. and i just want to remind after that i just want to remind the entire audience that eleva elena of leva elena never wanted to do this no she was so no? against it. Man. I yeah. was really, I was really against it because I think you're just so vulnerable. I mean, you know this. Yeah. You're so vulnerable, and it's like you're open to criticism and open to like I, I. It's hard for me to like, um, um, read like something that's negative, or I, I don't, I don't want to put myself in that position. Sure. And so I think when you open your life, whether it's on stage or in a podcast or just, um you're just open to that and so i was really really hesitant i'm like oh, i don't know and now i mean it's cool it's cool yeah. it's cool <laughs> it is cool be, 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 because you realize that the the positive feedback does yeah outweigh, outweigh for sure and you get it you get it you you know you put something out there and someone there's people that just have negative stuff to say well, but like i said a lot of times it's just projecting so yeah and i think when i think people just like authenticity mm -hmm. and so I'm uh, what you see is what you get with me. And so I think um, uh, people just appreciate that when we're talking about whether mental health issues or anxiety or having a shitty day or a good day. I mean, it's just no, it's not always rainbows and sunshine in our lives. And so and it's OK, if, like they're going to like us or they don't. And right. That's it, and we don't have any control over that. Yeah. And I was the one that got the negative review <laughs> one time. Not you. <laughs> But it's gone now. Ever since she probably she probably listens now. She probably still listens. She's probably your, she's probably like that that first download. <laughs> <laughs> Every she, night she she got she, she got the notifications on. <laughs> so tacos out. That's right. Let me hear. Let me see if they brought me up on this episode. I wonder how many listeners are like they're on to me. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Javi, thank you so much for coming by. Thank where, you, Javi. Where Thanks can everyone me. find stuff on you? Uh, uh, they can find stuff on me at Javi Luna Comedy on, I believe it's on all social media now, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, the original Gurito podcast is my podcast. It's out on Apple and all that. I'll put stuff. a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, please. Thank you. And all, to, all his other stuff. Yeah. Cool. And I cuss a lot on there. I was good for them. Like, this I, is me you actually good. were really good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. But anyway, thanks again, Javi. Appreciate yeah. having you on. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners. Hasta la próxima. Bye, everyone. <laughs>